about 40 miles north of the Sea of Galilee, sat the beautiful Roman city of Caesarea Philippi. At one time during the Galilean ministry of Jesus, he and his disciples made the trip all the way up there. While they were there, Jesus engages in a conversation with them that's recorded for us. While it is possible to understand the point that's being made in the story without it, knowledge of the city of Caesarea Philippi makes Peter's statement even more powerful. And that is what we will be looking at on today's program. Today is Monday, March the 2nd, and you're listening to episode number four of the Exploring Bible Lands podcast. My name is Barry Brittnell, and I'm thankful to be spending this time with you. In Matthew 16, there's an interesting account of Jesus talking to his apostles. Beginning in verse 13, we read, Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say John the Baptist. Others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly charged the disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. Often, when I'm reading Bible stories, I wish we were given just a few more details of the story. In these situations, you must trust that the biblical writers have given us enough information to understand the point. However, that does little to dismiss our curiosity. But after I've thought about it some, I realize that it's probably a good thing that we're not given all the details of every single biblical story. This shortage of details forces us to concentrate on the details that we are given. As Matthew wrote his gospel, He details many important events in the life of Jesus. But in some of those cases, Matthew chooses to omit the location, or he gives us very vague details. For example, in Matthew 5, as he begins to detail what we normally call the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew states, Seeing the crowds, he went up to the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him. The teaching of Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount is very important. Knowing that, Matthew directs our attention to his teaching by only giving us a vague reference to the location. Matthew states that he went up to the mountain. We don't know which mountain, but that's because it's not relevant to the story. Similarly, in Matthew 17 he states, And after six days Jesus took with him Peter and James and John his brother and led them up to a high mountain by themselves. 
and he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. Again, here's an important event in the life of Jesus, but Matthew does not specifically point out where this took place. He simply states that they went up to a high mountain. However, when we come to the account of Peter's confession in chapter 16, Matthew specifically tells us that this event occurred in the district of Caesarea Philippi. Consequently, I'm forced to ask the question, why did Matthew feel that he needed to tell us that? Why did he tell us exactly where this took place when he did not include that information in some of the other stories he recorded? Well, maybe we need to take a closer look at Caesarea Philippi. What do we know about this city? Caesarea Philippi is located at the foot of Mount Hermon, about 40 miles north of the Sea of Galilee. The city itself is never mentioned in the Old Testament. The city was first settled during the Hellenistic period, during the 3rd or 4th century BC. During that time, a cultic worship center was built there around a spring. Worship centered around Pan, the Greek god for desolate places. Therefore, this area and the spring around it became known as Pineus. When the Romans moved in, this area was annexed by King Herod. During his reign, King Herod built three temples to Emperor Caesar Augustus. He built one at Samaria. He built another at Caesarea Maritima along the Mediterranean coast. And he built one in the area of Pineus. After the death of Herod, his son, Philip II, who is known in the Bible as Philip the Tetrarch, built up the city around Pineus. Philip named the city Caesarea in honor of Caesarea Augustus. The Jewish historian Josephus refers to the city as Caesarea Pineus. In the New Testament, the city is referred to as Caesarea Philippi. This name is used to denote that the city was founded by Philip II. In addition, the name distinguishes it from Caesarea Maritima. During the reign of Philip II, the cultic center devoted to Pan grew in size. There was a temple built as well as a grotto and courtyards. In addition, there were numerous shrines built to the god. Since it was located along one of the major highways through the area, the city and the religious practices of the city were known far and wide. Everyone in the region knew of Caesarea Philippi and what the city stood for. With that background, let's return to our story. Jesus and his disciples have traveled from the area of the Sea of Galilee over 40 miles to this region. And as they were in the region of Caesarea Philippi, Jesus asked the disciples a simple question. Let's reread a few verses from chapter 18. Starting in verse 13, we read, Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Peter's answer to Jesus' question is so powerful. He first says that he is the Christ, 
the anointed one. Then he states that Jesus is the son of the living God. Now remember, Peter is standing in the region of Caesarea Philippi. He is in an environment that lives, breathes, and is completely engulfed in a culture dedicated to the Greek god Pan. Peter doesn't just say that Jesus is the Son of God. He says that he is the Son of the living God. Peter responds in such a way so that he denotes the stark contrast between the false god of the city where they are and the one and only true living God. Surely this is one of the reasons that Matthew decided to tell us where this conversation took place. By understanding the places and the cultures of the Bible, it helps to understand the Bible stories even more. would like to know more about biblical geography, I invite you to go to our website, www.exploringbiblelands.com. Use the search box to find articles and pictures about many places in the Bible. While you're there, why don't you enter your email address into the small form and have our blog post emailed directly to you. Thank you once again for joining me today, and I look forward to our next time we can be together as we will once again explore the lands of the Bible.